0: the SenseMaker. Hi, I'm Nimmo and this is SenseMaker from TortoiseMedia.com, one story every day to make sense of the world. Today, could a digital craze which people are paying millions to be a part of change the way we think about ownership forever? Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. So we are in my living room and we're watching the closing of the auction, which closes in an hour and 18 minutes. It's already at like a absolutely ridiculous amount. Last week, a man you might not have heard of, a man who calls himself Beeple, became one of the world's richest artists. His artwork, a collage called The First 5,000 Days, sold at one of the world's most famous auction houses for $69 million. Even for the art world, that's a lot of money. It's more than most Picassos and Monet sell for. And the sale makes Beeple the third most valuable living artist behind only David Hockney and Jeff Koons. And the craziest thing is, you can't hang the artwork in a picture frame and it isn't a sculpture, it's a computer file. Yeah, it's, it's just incredible, Carl. The, it's the first NFT ever sold at auction, the most expensive NFT ever sold, and one of the 20 most expensive works of art, period, Ever sold at auction, the online auction for Beeple's the first five thousand days just wrapped up at Christie's. So, what is an NFT, and is it a new frontier as its fans are suggesting, or is it just a fad? Shoot thirty-eight percent from downtown. Here comes LBJ! (laughs) Look out! Oh, the crowd on their feet! I'm watching a video from an NBA game a couple of years ago. It's the basketball player LeBron James running down the court, slam dunking the ball and then staring down one of his opponents. You can imagine why it's become a bit of an iconic clip. The video is on YouTube and it's got nearly 1.4 million views. But the thing is, and here's the weird bit, that video, which anyone can watch for free, sold for $208,000 a few weeks ago. And it's not the only one. The National Basketball Association has generated more than $350 million through videos like this. Here's someone who turned $175,000 into $18 million from investment in the videos. It's purely a collectible at this point. Um, And so the way I view it as valuable is the same way anyone might view a sports card as valuable. You'd be forgiven for being a little confused here. So let me try and explain what's going on. That really expensive LeBron James video is something called an NFT. This stands for non-fungible token. Admittedly, it's a bit of a mouthful. Here's what it all means. The thing that makes physical objects so valuable is scarcity. The Mona Lisa, a first edition of Harry Potter, these things are expensive in part because they're so rare and in the case of something like the Mona Lisa, completely unique. In the digital world, it's much harder to generate scarcity because it's so easy to make copies of computer files. That was until NFTs came along. What an NFT does is essentially confirms that the buyer now owns the original of a digital item with a unique piece of code. That code is verified by a blockchain, which is the same kind of technology that's used to verify Bitcoin transactions. The promise of the NFT is this. It can confirm a digital item as an original. They've been around for a while, so why is it only now that people are paying attention? When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a -a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Well, the reason that people are getting interested in NFTs is because the rich and famous are getting in on the act. First, there was the musician Grimes, who sold loads of her artwork online as NFTs. Then there was the band Kings of Leon, who made $2 million by releasing their album as an NFT. Then there was Christie's, the most famous auction house in the world, which on Thursday sold its first purely digital artwork. That piece of art made by the artist who calls himself Beeple. Jesus Christ, what the <gasps> Oh my God! Oh God. <laughs> $50 <250 million>. <laughs> His real name is Mike Winkleman, and he's watching the final minutes of auction for his digital art piece, The First 5,000 Days. It's a collage of 5,000 images which the artist has put online. Since May 2007, he's been uploading a piece of art to his blog every single day without fail. To give you a taste of what's in the collage, there's Donald Trump breastfeeding Mike Pence, two bulls having sex next to a giant Bitcoin symbol, and a muscled-up Tom Cruise punching a coronavirus particle. As you can see, the content is, well, it's very online. But the auction itself, a real-life auction, was extraordinary too. The opening bid was only $100. The bids then grew incrementally and quite slowly, but then they exploded. 22 million people watched the last few minutes of the auction online, and what they saw was bids skyrocketing. According to Christie's, 91% of the bidders were new to the auction house, and 64% were millennials or Gen Z. And the person who won people's collage? Well, that's a bit of a mystery. We know they're an investor in digital currencies, but online they go under a pseudonym. We don't know their real identity. All we know is that they paid $69 million for a giant JPEG file and a bit of code which tells them that it's theirs and no one else's. So is it just a fad? Well, some things might make you think so. First off, it's incredibly energy intensive to make an NFT because it takes loads of computer processing power to create the code which makes it unique. As I mentioned earlier, the musician Grimes has sold some of her artwork as NFTs. A digital artist who did the maths has estimated that one of the pieces she sold would have produced 70 tonnes of CO2 as it was transformed into an NFT because of the amount of energy needed to produce it. That's the equivalent of someone flying from London to New York and back 104 times. Then there's the fact that without the backing of a trusted institution like Christie's or the NBA, the world of NFTs is still a bit of a wild west. While some artists like Beeple have cashed in, other artists say their digital art has been stolen and sold as NFTs without their permission. And finally, and there's no escaping this, the boom in NFTs is currently being driven by two things, scarcity and novelty. So the big question is, once the novelty fades, once something else captures the internet's eye, will the NFT craze fade too? Maybe not, because even if the speculative element of NFTs dies down, they may still do wonders for artists who care about creative control. The likes of Kings of Leon are banking on NFTs eliminating the need for middlemen, the music labels, the streaming services, and allowing them to have a more direct relationship with their fans. And by writing digital contracts into NFTs, you could do things like automate royalty payments. If this works for musicians, why not other industries? The big hope, then, is that NFTs could have a real democratising power. And even if they do end up being a bit of a passing phase, they're showing us something bigger. That in the age of the internet, anything can be monetized and everything is for sale. If you enjoyed listening today, why don't you give us a follow on Spotify so that you don't miss any future episodes? Just type Sensemaker into your Spotify search bar. And before you go, let me tell you about Tortoise, the newsroom behind the Sensemaker. We do slow news, not breaking news, and we also make a weekly podcast, The Slow Newscast, where we tell one story in depth. I'm biased, but I think you'd really like it. You can find it on Spotify too. Just search for Sloney's Cast. We'd love for you to download it and give it a listen. Today's story was written and produced by Xavier Greenwood. The Sensemaker. What comes to mind when you think of Amber Heard? A liar? A survivor? A narcissist? The trial of Depp v. Heard was a global phenomenon, but I want to know, was it a fair fight? I'm Alexi Mostras, the host of Sweet Bobby and Hoaxed. In my new podcast, I'm investigating whether Amber Heard was the victim of an organised trolling campaign. Just search for Who Trolled Amber wherever you get your podcasts.